Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Pop the popcorn, put on your comfiest pajamas, and grab a drink, because it's time for a new episode of Sierra Unfiltered. Hello, everyone, and welcome back after a bit of a break to Sierra Unfiltered. Hey, guys. I We didn't know if Skylar was going to be here for yeah. the beginning of... Are we going to call this season two? Yeah, let's call it season two. Okay, season let's two. Let's do it. But we're going to break the rules. This is season two, but we're still going to call it episode 25. Okay. Because I don't want to, like, start the episode numbering over again. That sounds Yeah. Difficult. It's kind of like when you get married, and then people are like, how long have you been together? And you have to be like, oh, a year and a half. But really, you've been together for, like, six years. Right. And you're like, but, like, we've been married for a year and a half, but we've been together for... So I feel like we don't we don't want to start and be like, okay, well, our second season has one episode. Yeah, we no. just we just want to be we want to be established. This is the twenty fifth episode that falls into our second season, which is pretty crazy. I know that's a lot of episodes. That is a lot of episodes, and it's crazy thinking like, I don't know, even just how much has changed since mm-hmm. we launched the podcast. Like you weren't pregnant, which is or. I was pregnant, but it wasn't announced. That's right. Because I was pregnant at our promotional That's shoot. That's right. That's right. And then everyone was like, oh, what's this promotional shoot for? It's pink and blue and this, that, and the other. And people were guessing that, like, one of us was pregnant. Right. Which we didn't have any intention. No. Of going in and if, hyping that. If but. that was the intention, I would have leaned into it more. <laughs> <laughs> would have just, like, had a lot more hands on stomach. Yeah. And- Oh, gosh. But yeah, episode 25, season two. It's so crazy. So what you drinking? I'm drinking good old ice water. Oh, me too. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to being hydrated yeah. in 2020. Woo-woo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am back for this episode. Mm-hmm. We were planning on filming one last week, which would have meant that I was here for two episodes. We're talking about maybe filming one next week. Depending on if Baby P decides to show up early to the party. So we shall see. This might be my last episode for a while, or we might have one more. Yeah, and then when Skylar's gone, it's, I think, mostly going to be Steven filling in. Maybe a couple other extra guest hosts here and there. You Um, guys had some good comments of people that you wanted as guest hosts. I saw Kenzie. I saw my mom. I saw Austin. I saw Carly. Mm -hmm. I saw Kyle. Mm -hmm. Would would Kyle be able to, or would he be too busy? Kyle would 
it's so mean. He will too. Okay. Kyle eats this stuff up. Okay. Because I don't. I don't want to be like, oh, Skylar is like taking time off for the baby, but like I'll take her husband away from her. No, you can take Kyle. Please. I mean, honestly, he would love it. Kyle and I would be a riot on the podcast. That would just be. That would be two Sierras. Yeah, without you and Stephen holding <laughs> us back. <laughs> you guys would just have to, yeah, I don't know. Carly would be like, oh no, I lost the footage. Bummer. <laughs> so I really don't think this is great for your brand to show how just wild and obnoxious is. we are. Yeah, I love just it. all the Pokemon Go talk, all the everything. Speaking but. of wild things that you and your husband are creating, what's your bump date? <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. Um, I thought you were going to be like, are you trying to induce labor at all? Or I didn't know where that was headed. Uh, my bump date is that I'm almost in labor. So I am almost 38 weeks. And I've been into labor and delivery three times now in my maternity maternity time. In my pregnancy? Yeah. Pregnancy. That's the word late I'm preg- looking for. Late, late pregnancy? Yeah. And so... I just, I think, I mean, you guys, I don't know when this episode's coming out. January 27th. So I'm due on the 31st. Yeah. So if I haven't gone into labor by January 27th, I feel like I'm going to be surprised. But this episode could come out and I could still be very pregnant and I just could not know my body. Follow Skylar on Instagram to find out because I'm sure that's going to be the first place you post it, right? Yeah. Probably? Yeah, Yeah. I'll post like his name and that he's healthy and happy and maybe good. i'll share whatever skylar posts on the community tab oh. of the podcast so you guys can see that too. that's very sweet but yeah so that's my bump date so i've almost gone into labor <laughs> multiple times and then i've like i've been having contractions i've been having all these things and then the other day i fell down the stairs like two days after i had been into labor and delivery and that morning i had gone into a doctor's appointment and so i was like I really don't want to go into the hospital again, but like I fell down the stairs, so I needed to. Yeah. So I just feel like I've been in and out of there. But everything a lot. was okay, right? Everything's good. Good. Everything's good. I'm like progressing a lot, so mm. we'll see. How we'll are you feeling? I'm... Like um, emotionally and physically? So emotionally, I feel so excited yeah. and like so happy. I think that. There are times where I think I just have a lot of pregnancy hormones. Like I posted um, the other day because I realized that Olive is turning three this year. Mm -hmm. And I just started like hysterically crying. (laughs) Like just I was sitting alone in bed and then I had the thought and I just had like a meltdown. And then I was like, what is going on? Like it's not like it's her birthday this month. It's not like, like nothing prompted this. So I feel like I'm very hormonal. But just so excited and I think I'm a little impatient which I wasn't Mm. expecting I feel like I I've always thought of myself as someone who's like you know like when the time's right like I'll know and everything will be magical and I think that I keep thinking of it from the perspective of like he's fully cooked in there and like the the sooner I get to meet him the more days I have with him in life yeah. But you Which, you have a day with him while he's still in the womb. I know. But I feel like it's like, I don't know. I don't know. So we'll see. But I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Physically, I'm just, like, I'm having a lot of contractions. Yeah. And, like, some days are better than others. But 
and you guys moved into your condo so you have the baby room we have the nursery set up which is very exciting Mm. and I feel like all of our home projects like we're always I feel like Kyle and I are always people who are gonna have things on our like to-do list for like we'd love to renovate this or we'd love to make this door like a sliding barn door or whatever but like the bones of everything are done like everything's unpacked like all the toilets have been replaced like all the like working functioning stuff is taken care of that's so exciting do you have a sister sister update i do well so i got my period in late december yeah and so i was i'm supposed to ovulate like we're filming this on what is it like the 15th Mm -hmm. i'm supposed to ovulate like yesterday or today but I haven't noticed any symptoms mm-hmm. um, on any of the ways that I'm tracking it. So I'm thinking I probably won't be ovulating this month or it'll just be later. But I'm really, really glad that, like, I got my period. And so I'm, like, getting closer to getting back on track. Um, so, sorry no, to interrupt ahead. you. Just because, I mean, I'm curious as, like, a friend, too. So where are you at with everything? Are you, like, still taking the ovulation test strips? Mm-hmm. Are you using that bracelet? Like, where are you kind of at? So, honestly, the number one thing that ha- that really helped me to track my cycle last month was tracking my cervical fluid and cer- cervical mucus. Mm-hmm. That, it sounds gross, but trust me, ladies, it is, it works. You can tell. Yeah. You can tell. I, I'm just laughing because I've had so many nurse, nurses check my cervix in the yeah. last, like, week or two. And I always thought that it was, like, a device that checks your cervix. No, it's just their fingers, right? But, like, the most painful fingering of Aww. your entire life. <laughs> like, the first time she was like, okay, like, I'm going to check your cervix. I was, like, kind of excited. So I was like, cool, like, we're going to see if I'm dilated. Yeah. And they have machines for everything. Like, like even when you're like very early on in your pregnancy when they can't do a regular ultrasound yet they'll do like a transvaginal one but they just like straight up shove their fist in you (laughs) like you like tmi but like there can be like bleeding involved so you're telling me you got fisted at the doctor multiple times oh my gosh and i see i thought they just like check it like i didn't know it's like far up there yeah and then some doctors have, like, thicker fingers than other doctors. <laughs> like, some are, like, a lot more gentle in their approach. But so now when they're like, okay, we're going to check your cervix, I'm like, Ugh, and I, like, look oh. at their hands. I'm like, how bad You need, like, a woman with, like, be? very delicate hands. Yeah. So, That's, sorry. No. I just, when I think I of, did not know that was a thing. I thought they, I thought, I knew they checked it with their hand, but I didn't know. Well, because also everything's done in centimeters. So, yeah. it's kind of like how good are you at knowing like the exact amount of centimeters well i mean it's like oh okay you're like two and a half centimeters dilated like how how are you that good at gauging also do your fingers spread like (laughs) 10 centimeters apart (laughs) right because like how do they tell when you're in a tent i don't know (laughs) sorry guys no this is the stuff that i want to know about pregnancy before i get pregnant (laughs) Because no one else Pick is... an OBGYN with very delicate hands. <laughs> I'll be like... I'll, <laughs> I'll be like going in to meet them and I'll be like, hmm, oh, uh, could you remove uh, your gloves, please? I'd like to see what I'm working with here. <laughs> um, oh, but so I've been tracking my cervical fluid mm-hmm. and cervical mucus, um, which basically is a good indicator of where you're at in your cycle. Yeah. Um, and then I've been taking ovulation strips still, 
but only when I think I'm near ovulation. Gotcha. Because they're not very accurate. They're, they're not, I shouldn't say very accurate. They're not always accurate for people with PCOS, mm-hmm. but I have so many of them that I already bought on Amazon. It doesn't hurt to take them. Yeah. Um, and then I am wearing my Ava bracelet, but I haven't been super consistent with it because you have to charge it every day. Like it runs out of a charge the next day. I thought it would be something because you're only doesn't really do that much it's just tracking well, but stuff. it's on for like eight hours a day right yeah i guess it just seemed like i should be able to charge it once and it works for like a week so i just i haven't been very good about remembering to charge it but um yeah i've been tracking those things and then how has your experience been with that bracelet because i know we got a decent amount of comments asking about it yeah so the thing is it's <laughs> when i said i was trying it people are like you know that's that they say you know, it doesn't work for people with PCOS. The thing is, they can't say that, they have to say that because they haven't done tests specifically on women with PCOS. Gotcha. But they have to say that about, like, every variable in someone's health. That makes sense. So, while, yes, it's not specifically formulated for someone with PCOS, it's still going to be accurate in tracking body temperature, heartbeat, things like that. And it doesn't hurt other than the hit that my wallet took because it was kind of expensive. But, like, it, it, there's nothing that I lose by doing it. So, yeah. for me, I'm like, I might as well. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. And because both my dietitian and my OBGYN recommended it, I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, totally. Why not? Yeah. Well, and I feel like, too, since you are, like, documenting this whole process, mm-hmm. it is, like, an interesting thing, too. Mm-hmm. To, like, if that's what ends up like helping you track it yeah like that's a super interesting outcome yeah. you know you oh, might absolutely. as well be the most informed that you can be yeah I think it's one of those things too where it makes me feel like I'm in control yeah you know with so much of Stephen and I trying to get pregnant is out of my control yeah. that I if they are something that even if it probably won't work if it might give me another element of control and another element of being able to track everything I'd I'd rather do it for my own peace of mind oh absolutely <laughs> yeah so, do we want to get into our hot takes? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we both have Star Wars-themed hot takes, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> well, Sierra asked me, she was like, do you have a hot take for this week? And I was like, oh, I bet I can think of something that's, like, pregnancy-related or whatever. Like, we haven't filmed in almost a month. Yeah. So, like, obviously there's something that's going to come up. I was like, what's yours? And then she said hers was Star Wars-themed. And I was like, I have some Star Wars opinions, too. So... Do you want to go first or should I? I think you should go first. Okay. So my hot take. I want to. I'm looking at the outline to see how I worded it. Okay. So my heart hot take. First of all, is that Star Wars Episode Three is the best Star Wars movie, and okay. and it used to like I will admit there are parts of the prequels that are just as crappy as everyone makes them out to be, but also I find myself watching the prequels just as much as the original trilogy maybe for different reasons but because I love laughing in episode one at all the stupid things that Anakin says and I love just like rolling my eyes at freaking Jar Jar Binks and Boss Nass like that is what I want and and Duel of Fates is and now I'm talking about episode one which was not my hot take but uh, like Duel of Fates is great in episode one anyways I I think the prequels are not that bad some of it is ironic enjoyment but it's still enjoyment Mm -hmm. episode three is the perfect culmination of, like, an actual good story. Like, the backstory of Darth Vader. How Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader. That's the story you get in episode three. And 
you still get some of the like cheesy awful writing that i love about the prequels Mm -hmm. like we get some terrible terrible padme and anakin dialogue that is fantastic like that scene when when padme's like you're breaking my heart and then obi-wan comes out and he's like you turned her against me you have done that yourself and like i love it i love it and the lightsaber duels are epic like the the music is great i love seeing um sheev our old palpy palp um then senator palpatine his real name is sheev um i love seeing him like manipulate anakin um i love i just love all of it i think episode three is a fantastic movie i think the prequels as a whole um get more hate than i think they deserve and i think episode three especially is the best one end scene i mean i guess i'm just gonna have to agree with you the thing is is that i am a star wars fan yeah like i've seen all the movies multiple times growing up i had multiple star wars themed birthday parties but i feel like being around you steven kyle my sister my stepdad I have realized that I'm a much more passive Star Wars fan <laughs> than I You're thought a Star growing Wars up. Fan, we're Star Wars stands. Yeah, like I feel like you guys are to Star Wars what I am to like Game of Thrones or like Westworld or any of those series where I'm like, or you know what? Maybe a better comparison is like Twilight, <laughs> like The Hunger Games. Did you have a Twilight bedroom at any point in your life? Um no but i had a lot of twilight t-shirts okay. and a lot of twilight like like accessories okay, like okay. for my bag Did, were you one of those girls who had shirts that say like i only like boys who sparkle yes i was very team edward like, i want to get your baby a team edward oh one my God, please <laughs> please i'm sorry i keep interrupting I, you no i yeah there are certain franchises that just don't have enough baby things associated to them like i was trying to find a brother bear toy the other day that wasn't just like a bear like i wanted like brother Brother bear Bear. ip and all of it's like weird like resale stuff on ebay that like looks very used and anyways um but yes i think that i am a star wars fan i am not as much of a star wars fan as you are by any means so i'm just going to say yes What's your favorite Star Wars movie? I think it's episode three. <laughs> I, think, I think that that is. Carly, have you seen all the Star Wars movies? Um, the old ones, I've seen like three of them. <gasps> Carly, I know what we're doing <laughs> in the next office day. Oh my god. Um, like, hey Carly, I have a really important thing for you to do on the schedule. Watch all the Star Wars movies with me. Girl, it's mandatory to work yeah. in this office. <laughs> so my hot take is also a Star Wars hot take. Yay, hit me. I think that Babu Frick and Baby Yoda have done more for the Star Wars franchise than anything has since Jar Jar Binks was a character. I hate your love for Jar Jar Binks. I I hate it. I love Jar Jar Binks so much. And I I love Baby Yoda, but more than Baby Yoda, I love Babu Frick. Like I, I I agree with your love for Bobby. Frick. Like if I had to pick two Star Wars characters that like were just just like the end all be all, maybe even just two characters in all and out of any franchise ever, I think it might be Babu Frick and Jar Jar Binks. What do you love so much about Babu Frick? <sighs> he's just like he's so great. Cause the thing is, Baby Yoda is adorable. Yeah, but, but everyone like, loves Baby Yoda. Everyone loves Baby Yoda. It's not very like 
cool to like baby yoda because like everyone likes baby yoda also his features are like objectively cute like he's really yeah. big eyes he's, he's meant like, to be cute yeah like he's just like he looks like a plush character yeah babu frick is <laughs> not cute babu frick looks like my grandpa and he talks like an old man <laughs> he's like, hey, hey. <laughs> and he just he's like he's like so little but like he there's have you listened to the babu frick song that's on youtube no i haven't listened to the babu so, frick song someone wrote a song about babu frick and it's all about how like like they say dro- droids will take your jobs but like babu frick like he can hold his own in the industry and like <laughs> just please can we get kyle to link that in the description absolutely i've played it so many times it's on his youtube history See, that's for sure. the kind of star wars stuff that you watch the star wars stuff i watch is like the history of the sith from battle of yavin and before <laughs> it's actually very true i also i even more than the babu frick song i'll recommend someone did a cover of dear theodosia but they did dear baby yoda oh, i love i've not heard that it's so good it's like all of my loves combined into one but See, i support your love for babu frick i think babu frick's great i can't support your love for jar jar binks and no. here's why because i think you saying that jar jar binks <laughs> is your favorite star wars character is like you saying that frankie jonas is your favorite jonas <laughs> brother like, like, Misa disagrees. <laughs> I, Misa, I'm, big Frankie Jonas fan. I'm, I'm having, no, I'm having my friend. I posted like as a joke on Twitter that I wanted someone to make me a Babu Frick like crochet toy for my baby, and then my friend Jen was like, "Hey, I'll like actually just do that like for free as your friend. Like that sounds like fun." And I was like, "Great!" And so we were like texting about it, and then as soon as I stopped texting her, I was like, "Crap! I should have asked for Jar Jar Binks." <laughs> but I bet they make Jar Jar Binks like plush toys. <laughs> but like, I just. Like you walk into my baby's nursery. <laughs> what if I made his nursery theme? Jar- like, not Star Wars. Jar Jar, Jar Binks. <laughs> I would love that for him. I love that. I mean, he kind of sounds like he's going to turn out to be a Jar Jar Binks. They say he's like tall and skinny and like he's like very like active with his limbs. <laughs> what if, oh my gosh, what if it's like the biggest surprise of the decade and I just give birth to Jar Jar Binks? I don't think I could be your baby's guy parent anymore. But like no no, we don't see Jar Jar Binks as a baby. Imagine just baby Jar Jar Binks. If, if your baby came out as Jar Jar, I would be Boss Nass. And I would oh, do the like Be gone with him. I am so sorry, headphones users. <laughs> Uh, you know, every time I was like, we sat down to record this podcast, you're feeling a little under the weather, yeah. I'm like having contractions, and I was like, you know, we haven't filmed in like a month, it's just gonna be like kind of a more serious, low-key podcast. You nope. sign big doo-doo this time. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. Um, so, maybe I mean, I feel like, yeah. I, I agree with your hot take. You half agree with my hot take. Yeah. Will you agree with I my agree hot, with your take hot take that it Baby Yoda and Babu Frick? Yeah. It's just like the Jar Jar Binks part. The Jar Jar Binks part I can't get I need a little. I need to like need you a little. The only. <laughs> I need to need you. You were like, like doing the soldier boy. Will you? <laughs> That's too. 
I was thinking like like I don't know. Anyways, I I do the only version of Jar Jar Binks that I'm like here for is tell me Darth Jar Jar. Have you heard the Darth Jar Jar theory? It's the theory that Jar Jar was actually supposed to be um, Sidious's apprentice. And if you watch the, there's a Super Carlin Brothers video about it that I'm gonna link in the description. That is actually there's some good evidence for it. Oh my god. But I cannot even yeah. handle you. Um, uh, should I we mean, get into the <laughs> the topic at hand? Yeah. So, I mean, the topic is all about working with your best friend yeah. and what it's like. And this is actually kind what of like. what it's like. Yeah. I think both of us, so we both asked for questions on our Instagram, um, like, regarding this topic to see, like, what people have to, or what people are curious about. And I think, like, the number one, well, there were two main questions, but one of them was, like, what do you guys do when you're fighting? Or, like, how do you handle, like, being in fights? Or, like, how do you handle, like, getting in fights at work or getting in fights in your personal life and then having to deal with each other in the other circumstance? And we've never been, we've fought twice in our entire friendship and they were both about boys and And both both in in high high school. school. Like, there's like, not been anything in our adult lives. Like, that, no bickering. Like, no, no. like I've, I've never walked away from a day of work and been like, oh, let me call Kyle and, like, <laughs> rant about Sierra. Right. And, and even, I've never done the same. And even that, I feel like, is pretty standard for coworkers. Right. Like, that's not even a fight. But, like, we don't even... Or no, I we, don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> You're all... You're like, well, speak for yourself, lady. <laughs> No, um, but, like, it's just, it, it was so interesting to me that so many questions were, like, how do you navigate arguments? How do you navigate this? I'm, like, we don't, we don't. fight. And I don't really fight with any of my friends. Or any of your, like, coworkers. Like, yeah. it would be weird if you and Carly got in, like, a feud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would make me very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, is that, like, for you guys who are watching, I know most of you guys are in, like, your 20s and 30s. Like, do you fight with your friends? Like, yeah. I, I I don't think I've gotten in, in fights with any of my, like, friends or anything like that in my adult life. Yeah. I've only been in one fight with a friend in my adult life. And it was, like, we were arguing about something. And then I was like, hey, I'm an adult and I don't want to argue with my friends. So I don't think we should really be in each other's lives anymore. Yeah. And then I didn't talk to her at all after that. And that was, like, a long time coming. <laughs> and that was, like, a... And that was, like, hey... This is the first fight I've had with someone since yeah. I was, like, 16. <laughs> so I'm just going to say that this is a toxic friendship and we aren't being friends anymore. Right. But yeah. it's not like we had, like, weeks of, like, fighting and gossiping up to that. It was, yeah. like, one day yeah. where I was like, hey, this seems like a fight. Yeah. I don't want to fight with my friends. <laughs> and so, yeah, we we don't fight. No. Which I think is interesting. What I think... If it when we say we don't fight, I think there's an assumption of like that there's must be like oh we're just not talking about things like there's just like underlying hostility. But there's there's, there's not. not. We talk about if there's something that's going on. I I think we both just try to be adults about it and be transparent and have a conversation and yeah figure out the best way to move forward. And we have yet to come across a situation where we're in a fight. Yeah. No, not at all. I think a big part of it too is that you. You as Sierra work for Sierra Schultz Inc. Yes. 
And I think that the more successful that your channel has become, the more it's been easier to separate you from the entire business and the entire brand. And so I think in the beginning, like, I pulled the question that was like, is it hard, like, receiving payment? Because, like, I have a friend who works for me and, like, she never wants to get paid because it's like... She wants to just donate her time, but it was a lot harder when I was just helping you out on like the occasional lookbook as like an assistant and it was like you, Sierra, personally giving me money. Like here's like 20 bucks or here's 40 bucks or whatever it may be and it felt like I was taking like your grocery money or you know, I knew that like you were like living in your apartment and also being a party princess and also teaching vocal lessons and also going to school and like you were I knew what your financial situation was and it seemed like you as my best friend were paying me like I do think that is a harder dynamic than like no matter what even if you were in the same exact financial situation you are then versus now knowing that you are not paying me yeah the company is paying Sierra Schultze the business pays you for your time in the same way that it pays me for my time yeah and yes I'm the owner of Sierra Schultze but I'm also an employee of Sierra Schultze yeah um and so we are both getting paid through the business and also I think it helps that like it not only is it not like my personal money anymore it's like you sending your invoice to Stephen and our finance company Mm -hmm. them processing it and it's not like, you know, me just handing you some cash as like yeah. a thank you for helping me film something. Well, and also I think that even as like my position grows, which after this I'll kind of get into what my position is. I know we've talked about it a little bit, but I feel like it's important context. But I feel like recently in the last like six months or so, my position has been kind of shifting on the channel of mm-hmm. like even us doing this podcast together. Like when we're negotiating things, it's like this is going to Sierra Schultze, the company. This is going to Sierra. This is going to Skylar. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like having that separation is so nice of not like, okay, well, Sierra is the one who's like paying for the editors and paying for this, that, and the other. It's like, no, that's the business. This is Sierra as a person. This is Skylar as a person. Right. And I think it also makes it easier to like, I don't know, keep our friendship and our business relationship separate but also help them work together because the reason that we make such good business partners is because we're best friends Mm -hmm. and I think us being business partners also elevates our friendship yeah and so those things have to work together but we also have to make sure it doesn't get messy yeah you know no absolutely and I also think that like having the team expand has helped so much Mm -hmm. of it's not just you and I doing everything anymore like Stephen is now pretty involved in stuff and like your management's involved and Carly and Jessica and Mm -hmm. editors and everyone it feels much more like working for a production company Mm -hmm. than like I'm working for Sierra and everything has to go through Sierra. Well I think the other thing that's interesting is neither of us like we you don't work for me you work for Sierra Schultze and I also work for Sierra Schultze and that might sound just like like semantics but it really does make a difference yeah because so for example like paying for everything for the podcast like that was a substantial amount of money to launch we had to pay for the promo shoot the photographer the videographers the editing 
the channel art and everything, Carly's time editing the podcast, the setup, the equipment, um, paying for... Even s- just the time to negotiate brand deals, mm-hmm. as we're starting to get more brand deals. Right. It, it was a lot to launch. And so that isn't just, like, Skylar and I together being like, let's, you know, you give, you chip in $1,000 and I'll chip in $1,000. Yeah. It's like the business is starting something that we are hosts of. Yeah. And so I think it makes it easier to kind of, like, differentiate things. Totally. Well, I think a big thing for me, too, is I got a lot of questions that just kept making me, like, think back to the idea of I have only ever worked one, like, non-theatrical or non-entertainment job in my life. And that was, like, working at Starbucks. And every other job I've ever worked like starting when I was 13 to now has been for someone that I've been friends with like I have worked for like I've worked for companies like I've worked for like the California Center for the Arts or San Diego Repertory Theater or whatever but my supervisors were people that were my friends and so even like we hired Jessica onto our team and Jessica has been my assistant for years right like I would get contracted to design a show and then I would reach out to Jessica and be like hey here's my associate budget are you interested and then I'm her supervisor Mm -hmm. or like one of my best friends Zach he for a while I was working as his assistant Mm -hmm. and then he started his own company and so then I was working for his company and a lot of times he would be my supervisor, but I felt like that changed our dynamic a lot in the same way that our dynamic changed when you became Sierra Schultz Inc. Yeah. versus Sierra Schultz. Right. And so it's a really nice feeling to know that, yes, you are working for your friend, like that's all I've ever done, but to know that it's not like coming out of their pocket yeah. and it's not, it's not all on them, you yeah. know? One, I think for me, too, it makes me feel more comfortable knowing that, like, the business, like, I I don't have to worry that, like, oh, no, what if something happens and one month, like, I don't get enough brand deals or I don't get enough this. Yeah. Like, what if I can't pay Skylar? Mm-hmm. That has never been an issue because Sierra Schultz Inc. is separate from Sierra Schultz the person. Yeah. Which is nice. <laughs> like, I literally think that... Kenzie and Steven are probably the only two people who are like in any sort of friendship circle of mine who I haven't worked with in some capacity. Which now you kind of do because they both work on the yeah. channel. Well, I feel like not like I don't work with Kenzie at all, right. even though she works on the channel. Right. Um, I do work with Steven, but yeah, but yeah. Okay, should we get into some questions? Yeah. Oh, let me let me explain my job a little oh, bit. Oh, yes, yes. Um, so I feel like we actually should probably sit down and redefine what my title is because yeah. I feel like every like six months or so we sit down and are like, okay, so what is my title? Because yeah. for a long time it was like production assistant and then it changed. And so now I've been a producer, producer. for a while, mm-hmm. um, which I still feel like is pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, what I say I do when people ask is that I help produce a lot of Sierra's more big picture content. So any big projects that we have, I'm pretty, like, in the trenches mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. of, like, the live show we did. I was, I ended up being kind of the, like, production manager for that slash just, like, coordinating everything. Or when we're looking at stuff with, like, her merchandise line. Like, I'm very involved with that. When we're talking about, like, things coming down the pipeline of, 
like would you ever want to do a book would you ever want to like host something I feel like I tend to be involved in those projects and then even just videos that are more big picture of like confidence makeover recreating celebrity photos anything that takes like a production schedule I feel like I'm usually pretty involved in I think that's a good way to put it you because I think up until like six months ago you were producing every video yeah you were here setting up the camera you know helping me like telling me what the price of things were and helping me with this and setting up the shot and now that's kind of been passed on to Carly and Jessica yeah and they're doing more of that everyday stuff and you're focusing on like the bigger picture stuff yeah so I think anything that needs a production schedule that's what you're on (laughs) which I've actually never thought about it that way but I feel like that's probably the most accurate thing and then also right now with me transitioning into maternity leave I feel like anything that's remote that kind of falls in that category I'm taking on because obviously if I'm at home like it's easy for me to do ordering for a video still or it's easy for me to like help scout Instagram shoot locations Mm -hmm. like that's still in my wheelhouse it's something I've done for years and I don't need to delegate that because that's not like an in-office thing yeah um but yeah Yeah. do you have anything else that you would add to my job description um no I think that's it I think your like what you really thrive at is big picture stuff and is like kind of overseeing all aspects of Sierra Schultz the business well I appreciate that I think that I think that for me I pride myself on having a really good understanding of you and your brand yeah and so I think which you do (laughs) well thank you but I think that I'm I like being able to like we just got off of a call and we were talking about like what we want to accomplish in 2020 I feel like I'm able to look at these big picture ideas and then think like how would Sierra execute that you know like if if you were to do a book like what would a book look like right it would it look like a traditional youtuber book would it look like a comedy book or a self-help book or whatever I feel like I get you and so I'm able to kind of help you in your brainstorming right and so I feel like that helps in producing because then I'm able to think like what would Sierra want mm-hmm. what's the best for her and then I can execute it instead of having to check in with you constantly which I feel like then it's not helpful because then you're just getting asked the questions and you could just do it yourself at that point point. and that's what I think is another thing that's so valuable about you being my best friend and working with me is it is in a lot of ways like having a clone of me because you know <laughs> you most of the time know what my answer is going to be before I say it yeah so half the time you don't even have to ask well even (laughs) like I've if we're on a phone call I for a while would like type up notes as we were going of like things that I wanted to hit but it's gotten to the point where Sierra will type things like as I'm thinking them (laughs) and I'll be like okay cool like next we're gonna talk about the clothing line and she'll type out she'll be like curvy crew and I'll be like (laughs) awesome and so it's very rare now that I have to like take notes in situations like that just because I feel like we're always on the same page or even when people are like do you have any more questions like the question that I would have had (laughs) is the question that you have or I feel like vice versa and so it's very helpful that I feel like our brains think in very similar ways business wise oh absolutely and it's just cool getting to like I don't know see you grow too Mm -hmm. and like watch the skills that you took from your production background like work into my channel and like 
just how much more professional you've made everything since you Aww, started working for me. That's very sweet. Like, I didn't know how to do a production schedule before you, and I didn't know how to, like, set up all these different things, and you're just so good at it that I think it makes me and my business more professional. Well, but I think not just to make this, like, a love fest on each other, <laughs> but I think it's really helpful. One of the things that we were even talking about today is I feel like one of your best qualities when it comes to, like, running a business is that you have always been really great about recognizing when it's time to outsource and when it's time to grow Mm -hmm. and then making those changes of like even today us being like okay if we want to accomplish x y and z in 2020 is there anyone else who we have to hire like do you need an agent do you need a publicist like who do you need an entertainment lawyer like who who do we need to bring onto the team to be successful right i feel like it would be I feel like a lot of people, especially in social media, because you can do most of the things. Like, if you're a successful YouTuber, chances are you started out doing all of the jobs that you're now outsourcing. Right. You started out editing. You started out taking your, like, setting up your own camera, setting up your lights, planning your videos. And so I feel like it can be, like, a sense of pride to give up those things. And I feel like you've always been very good at being, like, if someone can do it better than me and that means that I have more time to do what I am the most skilled at and the things that I'm irreplaceable for, then yes, let's hire someone. And so I feel like as an employee, that's super beneficial because it means that I in turn also get to spend time doing the things that I'm good at. Well, that makes thank sense. you. Yeah, I, I think if there's one, one thing I'm good at, it's recognizing my faults. But... <laughs> No, but actually, like, I, I think I, I'm someone who I try to be very aware of the things that I'm good at and the things that I'm not, and, and trying to bring on people who are good at the things that I'm not. Well, and I think a lot of times you are equally as good, or you could do as good of a job as some of the people that you bring on, if not better. But the point is, is that your time, it's not valuable for Sierra Schultze, Inc. if Sierra is spending her time doing X, Y, and Z. Right. Like, you are needed, whoa, my voice. You are needed as, like, the face of the channel. Mm -hmm. You're needed as the heart of the channel. Like, it, we will, like, do video brainstorming together, like, you and I, but at the end of the day, the videos really have to come from you to be genuine. Right. It has to be things that you're passionate about, especially since we don't, we'll hop on the occasional trend on your channel, but we try not to. It's mostly just like. Like what is Sierra interested in? (laughs) Like even today we were talking, we were doing video brainstorming and I was like, okay, so we've talked about MLMs. We've talked about the secret Gucci outlet. We've talked about like these things. What's something else that keeps you up at night that like you are interested in? And then let's figure that out and sculpt a video around that. Right. Because I feel like people can recognize and see passion when it's pure. Which I think you just cracked the code on why some people don't like when YouTubers get a team. Yeah. Because I think maybe sometimes we as YouTubers outsource the wrong things. Yeah. And then it becomes less genuine. Because I don't think it's inherently less genuine or less relatable content to have a team mm-hmm. because you know that's what's going to happen as your channel grows you can have higher production value and you can outsource things so you can focus more on the creative but I think when people start outsourcing the creative and coming up with the concepts and you know writing a script I think that's when it starts to feel manufactured yeah because at the end of the day like I could bring on 
a 20 person team but I'm always going to be the one who's coming up with the video ideas and then like writing the outline and writing the script if there's a script sometimes there's not like that's always going to be me and I think that if I if I had someone else do that that would not feel genuine yeah well and even one of the questions that I screenshotted was asking what both of us would do if YouTube just like ceases to exist or Mm -hmm. if your channel dies or and I think I mean I have a couple answers to that question but my first thought is that like we are trying to build Sierra Schultze as a brand and you as a person to be more than just YouTube right but like YouTube is at least for now and hopefully forever going to be like your main platform yeah like we aren't trying to transition sierra into being like an actor extraordinaire or (laughs) like a model or any of like it's not i think a lot of youtubers have gone down the route of like my goal is to be a mainstream celebrity like my goal is to be on the cover of magazines my goal is to be an actor to be on broadway to be this that and the other and i think that's absolutely wonderful and amazing right but your goal is to be a good youtuber (laughs) and i think that the the things surrounding that that we're doing are just kind of like building up your repertoire to where if someday in the future you aren't doing youtube anymore Mm -hmm. hopefully you're established enough in like the person that you are that we can kind of shift into traditional right you know it, that's a good question though if let's say everything sierra schultze dies mm-hmm. <laughs> except for me the human um like let's say the youtube channel not a thing instagram not a thing like any other things i was doing it's just done mm-hmm. would you what would you do would you get another job or um i think at this point in my life i would probably be a stay-at-home mom for a couple of years yeah i think i i mean we'll get into i'm sure like what my plans are for maternity leave and stuff but I think that I really am transitioning into doing a lot more remote work and then a lot more like coming in to film podcasts or coming in for big shoots and less like I'm very grateful that I have a partner who is salary and like if needed he could support our family financially Mm -hmm. um I I pride myself on being like a working woman Mm -hmm. I think that there's absolutely nothing wrong or nothing even I don't know I don't know the word I think that being a stay-at-home mom is just as valuable as being like a woman in the workforce Mm -hmm. if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um but for me personally I feel like I've worked really really hard to get to where I am in production I've like developed a lot of skills I've like struggled a lot and so I think that it's important for me to always have that part of myself But I think if tomorrow you came to me and were like, I'm really overwhelmed, I'm quitting everything, I probably would just be a stay-at-home mom. And I, like, maybe you'd look into, like, doing the occasional Instagram sponsorship. (laughs) Like. Yeah. But I think that's, that would be. Sugar bear hair? No, 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 no. (laughs) Like, yeah, no. Um, But yeah, so I think, I think that's where I would be at. Yeah. I think, what about you? Honestly, I think I would try to work as, like, a consultant for, like, brands and YouTubers because I think I've I've learned so much from doing this. Mm -hmm. Like, I would probably go try to get a job at, like, my management company, Full Screen, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or I'd try to get a job, like, at YouTube or, um, like, working for a big brand and being that, who that person, you know, that person, uh, being that brand's, like, 
representative to work with YouTubers and that kind of thing. Because I feel like that's one of my favorite parts about this in the administrative side of YouTube. It's like there's so much that goes into brand partnerships and and strategy and all that. I think it's so fascinating. Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah, I don't I don't think I would try and get into any sort of like working with other YouTubers. Yeah. And I don't think I would necessarily get back into theater just because I don't really like the San Diego theater community. Yeah. I mean, there are some really wonderful people, don't get me wrong, but I think doing lighting design for me personally, I that was like in LA. Yeah. Thing. That was L.A. Skyler. Yeah, like, I, I really like working for, like, amusement parks and stuff. But, yeah, yeah I think that I think that if everything went away tomorrow, <laughs> would just, like, hang out with my baby. <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right, things. well, we're going to answer your guys' questions about what it's like to work with your best friend. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, let me tell you a little bit about this podcast sponsor, which is Cash App. I'm Woo! so excited that we're working again with Cash App in the new year. We absolutely love them. Cash App is the number one finance app in the App Store, and it's a free app that makes it super easy to instantly send money to your friends. So uh, when we go out to dinner, you know, we don't want to worry about splitting up the bill. We can just cash out money back and forth. makes it super, super easy. And Cash App also comes with the Cash Card, a free debit card that comes with boosts, which are like instant rewards for shopping at the places that you already love. So you can get big discounts off your entire purchase at places like DoorDash, Target, Whole Foods, and a ton more. It is literally like having credit card perks, but packed into a free debit card. And we're also so excited to be working with Cash App to support one of our favorite organizations, which is The Trevor Project. The Trevor Project is an amazing organization that provides resources and crisis intervention for LGBTQ plus youth. I really, really love the work that they're doing. And one of my New Year's resolutions was to support more charities and more causes that I really believe in and I know Skylar feels the same way and we just think the Trevor Project is awesome so we're so excited that Cash App wants to work with us to help support them. So when you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code UNFILTERED, not only will you receive $10 but Cash App is going to donate $10 to the Trevor Project. So download Cash App from the App Store today, use promo code UNFILTERED and uh, yeah we're super excited to be working with Cash App so thanks guys. Thanks, Cash App. Okay, so let's get into the questions from our lovely Instagram followers. Um, scrolling through all the ones about, do you guys ever fight? Do you ever argue? Because we already talked about that. Um, <laughs> this is a good one. How do you manage to do anything? Me and my BFF just start talking and can't finish anything. So I think that, I guess we didn't do that today, but most times where we know we've gone a decent amount of time apart we'll factor in like 30 minutes in the morning that's like catch up touch base and then we'll get into our work day and I feel like that helps us a lot and even if we don't factor in that time it's not like she just walks in we sit down at her desks and like silently yeah type. like she'll walk in hey how's it going we'll talk for five minutes and then we'll kind of talk about what, what our objectives are for the day I always make a production schedule for well, not really a production schedule, but it's just like a schedule for the day of everything we need to do. It's color-coded for mm-hmm. everyone who works here. Um, and then we'll kind of decide what order we want to do the tasks in for the day. And um, there are some things that we can talk while we do, which is nice. Yeah. Um, we also take a lunch break every day, and we talk for 45 minutes on our lunch break. 
Um, there are some yeah. times I will say that we've gotten sidetracked before. Yeah. Whenever there's like a big thing that happened and we want to talk about it. But I think that make like that's normal for any office. Like yeah, I think absolutely. you know, if you work in like Steven in the job that he works in and is nine to five, every single day people are walking in and out, talking in the hallway, going down to the bathroom, getting some snacks, like Yeah. Like that's a normal office culture. Also I feel like I mean, it's hard because I haven't worked in an office before. I've only worked in the theater. But I feel like this job has the least amount of, like, interpersonal talking out of any job I've had. Because usually there's a lot of, like, workplace gossip happening (laughs) of, like oh my god did you hear when like billy said that to stephanie or and then you can get distracted talking about like things that are happening in the office right whereas we don't sit down and be like oh my god when carly said that to jessica that was so (laughs) crazy like we i feel i feel like we're pretty good about talking on our lunch breaks or talking if like we're both ordering for videos and kind of passively doing things yeah i think sometimes in the morning if either of us are having big life things it'll we'll get a little distracted but But i think that makes us better workers too i agree i think it would be really hard if we just came in every day and we're like hello and (laughs) (laughs) i think we we give ourselves a little bit of room to you know be best friends and talk about what's going on in our lives um but we also try not to get too distracted also i think that a big thing because your channel is based on what's happening topically mm-hmm. it's re- actually really important for us to have a lot of those conversations yeah. i mean obviously some things aren't like that we're talking about aren't topically relevant like as a culture right but a lot of the times it's like oh my gosh have you seen shane dawson's newest video he's dropping the merch on this day so we should really get around to ordering that right when it comes out right. or like i don't know just things that are happening in the zeitgeist of like oh did you see so-and-so's video about visco girls maybe we should do that right you know and if we didn't factor in time for us to just have those conversations about like what's happening on the internet and in tv shows and whatever i feel like we would miss out on a lot of video yeah ideas absolutely um let me pull up a question uh someone asked is it weird to ask for a salary increase so I mean, I got a ton of questions about, like, how salary works and how, like, is it awkward to, like, determine what you're worth and whatever. But I thought this question was really interesting because it made me think, I have never asked for a salary increase. No, you have not. on the channel. Not, and that doesn't mean Skylar's never gotten an increase. It yeah. just means she's never asked for one. So what we typically do is we sit down quarterly yeah. and kind of, like, assess where everything is talk about like what has happened in the last quarter and how that's going to affect our future of like when I got pregnant we like at that next review we sat down and we're like hey so do you want to work for the channel once you have the baby if so in what capacity how long do you want to take maternity leave for I think that like you've really shifted into taking on these responsibilities or you've shifted into being more talent in these areas or and so we sit down and Sierra kind of just like pitches me. <laughs> I'm like, hey, here's what I think. And I've always just said yes. Um, I think it, I think that we've cultivated a work environment to where it wouldn't be awkward if I asked for a salary increase. I hope not. But I also think that 
I, I do think I would be less apt to do that because you are my friend than if I just was working at like somewhere where I'd worked before. Right. Because right. I, I, I think it is, it is kind of a weird thing of like, I don't know. Do you think it helps now that, like we said, the business is separate from me? I think the I think the part that would be awkward is that I would have to go to you to ask for it. Right. Like I would probably have to like send you and Steven an, an email, email and be like, hey, can we get together for a meeting? Yeah. And then like sit down with you guys as my friends right. and be like, I think I'm being underpaid. Right. Here's what I think I'm worth. And I do think that that would be a little uncomfortable. Right. And my goal as, you know, an employer is to never have you get to the point where you feel like you have to ask. Exactly. Like my goal is to make sure that you get those increases yeah. before you feel like you even need them or deserve them or earned them. Like I want to make sure that you never get to that point. Well, and I think us doing, that's, at least from my perspective, that's why we do quarterly reviews. So that way we have the time set aside of like, hey, on Tuesday at noon, we're going to be talking finances. We're going to be talking my future on the channel. We're going to be talking X, Y, and Z. I think the part that would be awkward about asking for a salary increase is if I had to instigate and be mm-hmm. like, hey, it's the middle of the quarter and I just think I'm doing a superb job. <laughs> like, I just think I'm like killing it. Yeah. I think whatever. I think the only thing that's kind of been similar is once we now that we're getting to a better place with the podcast of now that we're not like losing money on it right you and I did sit down not in a quarterly review and be like hey so like how do we want to do things right and I but that still was both of us initiating the conversation and then it was really like you and I talked about it a little bit but then it was mostly me and Steven right dealing with everything and so I feel like it it isn't awkward asking for a salary increase because I haven't had to ask for one. Which makes me happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's what I want. Which means that we're in, like, a functioning good work environment. Yeah. But I just thought that, like, I got a it's bunch of really questions asking me, like, how do I ask to get paid more? And the question, or the answer is that I don't. Yeah. So. Well, and we try to keep that, so we have those quarterly meetings and we try to keep that, or at least I try to keep that as, like, an open forum yeah. where, like, you could ask for a salary increase there, mm-hmm. hopefully without you feeling awkward about it. Um, you can also come to me with, like, any uh, – like, I would hope that you would come to me with any concerns, like, if they happened immediately and they were a big thing, but just little things that you hadn't really thought about. Like, oh, yeah, it'd be nice to, like, have a bigger desk or, like, yeah. I think we would benefit from newer computers or, like, little things like that of, like, hey, what do you need to make your job easier? Yeah. Well, and a lot of things happen at that quarterly review of I feel like I've come to you before and been, like, hey, we've worked with this, like, freelance contractor a couple times and I've had X, Y, and Z experience with them and just want to let you know. Because sometimes if you're, I mean, if you're on set, there will be times where you're, like, this person's, like, kind of annoying me today or whatever. But I think that those are the times where we can be, like, hey – what's working who's working like let's evaluate and I feel like that's really an open forum for us to kind of have those conversations but and and I think that's because it can be awkward to just bring those things up in the middle of the day when we're sitting at our desks and turn around and be like hey so uh did you ever think about like upgrading the computers here like it or hey I want to I want a different this or we should do a different that or we should work more with this person so it's nice to just be like 
let's talk about everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I feel like that kind of leads into a question that I got a lot too that was like, is it hard to, because Sierra is your boss, but like asks you for feedback on things, like is it hard to give her like candid mm-hmm. feedback? Is it? I think that, I think that in the beginning it was a little hard of like, because especially when your your channel was really focused on like your personal style and like your lifestyle I think it it was harder because I didn't want you ever to feel like I was critiquing you Mm -hmm. but I think nowadays it's literally not hard at all to give you feedback good that (laughs) makes me happy I think it's pretty pretty easy because I think you also give me feedback and it's kind of like I'm I'm also not critiquing like things that you're doing personally I'm saying like hey, do we want to talk about Curvy Crew? Like, what are your thoughts on how all of that is going and on the branding of that? It's not me coming at you being like, I think that this (laughs) thing that we worked so hard together on isn't working. It's me being like, hey, I've been thinking a little bit about this. What are your thoughts? Right. Um, But yeah, I feel like we've created a pretty open. I hope so. Open (laughs) place. Um, Okay. So... How did you guys end up doing a podcast together? Ooh. So the original idea for the podcast was the Curvy Crew podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we came up with it at a YouTube workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to a YouTube workshop called Expanding Your Brand. Mm-hmm. And you had to pick one of three tracks to go on throughout the day. So it was either podcast, merchandise, or um, what was the other one? Was it brand? Oh, brand deals. And so mm-hmm. we were like, okay, how do we want to expand our brand? And we're like, okay, we'll take – we have we already have merchandise. We do a lot of brand deals. So we'll go on the podcast yeah. uh, track for the day. And so we learned a lot about how to launch a podcast. And and both of us are really big podcast consumers. Yes. So it had been something we had talked about for forever. We had just never sat down and, like, flushed out what it would look like. And so that workshop gave us a full day with, like, mm-hmm. a packet of, like – what will the intro to your podcast be like? What will this be like? Yeah. And so we really got to flush it out. Most of what that – I wish I could had that packet because most of that <laughs> is not what this podcast is. Um, but the original concept was that um, there was – it was going to live on my main channel. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be my Tuesday video because uh, that was when I was posting twice a week. And um, every other week it would be Skylar and I and mm-hmm. we'd call it like a curvy chat. Mm-hmm. And we'd talk about – something to do with body positivity and then on the um opposite weeks I would have a guest and so instead of Skylar it would be that guest yeah so that was the original concept workshops that a little bit more um went through a couple iterations that involved Skylar not being on camera for the podcast at all involved her being for every episode alternating Mm -hmm. um and I think we really I think for me it was really important for Skylar to be comfortable with the capacity that she was on camera because this is really the first thing that you've done as like a personality online yeah well and also that was I know we've talked about it briefly I feel like we talk about the Brandy Melville video like it was like a traumatic event which like it It kind of was but that was right when that had just happened and so I think I was very very timid about like putting my face on camera like I just didn't I think especially since this is really like my beliefs and it's it's not like me being in the background of your vlog this is me saying like I've said some like pretty controversial things on here honestly I'm surprised we haven't gotten like 
in trouble. I know. For, Stephen I, said that to me the other day. He's like, with how much you guys talk about the po- like on the podcast and how open you are, I'm surprised no one's gotten like really offended. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I've seen a couple of comments of people like disagreeing, but everyone's always very polite. And respectful. And, like, respectful yeah. and just kind of explains their point of view. And I, I don't think either of us ever truly believe that like we are a hundred percent in the right and the opposing viewpoint is wrong like mm-hmm. I think that everyone has like a different perspective in life and whatever but I think that I was really nervous especially when we were talking about putting it on your main channel of having my face be on your main channel that was like nearing what like 750,000 subscribers every other week yeah. I think that was like a very daunting thing um but then we realized that it's awkward if if we have to rely on getting a guest every week and you're just interviewing them but then it's awkward if I just leave for the episodes when you're interviewing people because most of the people we want to interview were like both of our friends right. <laughs> and and so it kind of came to a spot where we realized that the best conversations not the best conversations. That sounds so, like, self-involved. The like, best the conversations best, that we have. The best conversations that we have are just us candidly talking mm-hmm. and having kind of, like, a, a conversation goal of, right. like, our goal today is to talk about working together. But our, the first, what, like, 40 minutes of this podcast were not about us working together. No. They were just, like, <laughs> us, like, goofing off and right. whatever. But that's, like, what's interesting for other people to listen to. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think it was a very interesting thing to get to this spot because I also, I'm always very conscientious of, I never want to seem like the person who's like, kind of like piggybacking off of your fame. Mm -hmm. Like, I never want you to think that like, I want to sign on to the podcast because like, I want Instagram followers. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, to this day, I've, like, never, I've made zero dollars off of, like, the internet other than, like, working for you. Like, yeah. I've never accepted a sponsorship. I've never done anything. And that's not my goal. But I feel like I was very conscientious and I didn't ever want you to feel like I was petitioning to do that. Which I never did. And like I've even, never felt like that. Like, even when we talk about, because we love doing the live show so much, mm-hmm. we were talking about, like, maybe doing some sort of tour and I feel like I'm always very conscious to be like but like it doesn't have to be a podcast tour (laughs) it's so funny we were on this call and my manager is like yeah I think a podcast tour would be like a great idea and Skylar was like okay so I think that but like I don't I, I don't know if I should, like, say that because, like, so, Nick, from, like, an outsider's perspective, like, do you actually think a podcast tour? Do you actually tour? think that would be, like, <laughs> the best iteration of a tour? Because it's, it's hard because I feel like it, I, I don't know. I don't know how you're able to be so objective with yourself of being, like, I guess it's because you're the entire brand. Yeah. But I feel like for me, the podcast is, it's Sierra Unfiltered. It's, like, under your name, but I am the co-host. Right. And so I feel like me saying, like, the best version of you doing a tour would be sharing the literal spotlight with me 50 <laughs> But it would be. And so, it would be. And so sometimes it is the case where, yeah. like, that would be, like, I, I do think it was the best decision for this podcast to be you and I co-hosting I together. I, I think if we had tried to alternate with guests and whatever... I just don't think that would have worked. I mean, even just practically, if you don't live in LA, and so having right. to like either travel to people each week or every other week, or having people come down is just a lot. Um, 
but yeah, sometimes it is hard to, to be like, I do think that it would be the best for me to be involved in this. Well, and I think it was undoubtedly the best decision to have the podcast be you and I every week, mm-hmm. casual chatting about whatever. And I, I still get comments that are like, why is it called Sierra Unfiltered? Like, why isn't it yeah. Sierra and Skylar Unfiltered? And I think you know obviously part of it is just branding like it just makes sense for it and also like that is also what Skylar wanted and I think that's important for people to know is and to remember is that like I it's funny that you're worried about it seeming like you're trying to steal the spotlight and you're trying to do this because I'm worried about people like it seeming like I'm trying to take all of the spotlight and so so it's so funny that both of us are worried about that no I literally yeah no I mean I've people have like commented and even sent me dms like roasting me before for saying like I don't want to be an influencer they're like well you are so suck it up um (laughs) which like I understand like I I I get it but at the end of the day I feel like I like I love body positivity and I love being inclusive I love all these things but like that's your brand like even just to like the point of before I was pregnant, I was, like, it, I only ever shopped in, like, straight sizing or mm-hmm. traditional sizing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm i not at all, like, plus size or mid-sized. And so I, like, I believe in body positivity with my whole heart. And I don't even want to say I'm a body positive ally because I, I don't think that there are allies. I think either you're in the body positive community or you're not. But I don't ever want people to feel like, I'm I'm someone who isn't in like a marginalized body type like speaking out and trying to build a brand around like being body positive oh. and accepting and whatever if that makes sense. I mean, I think I I I see where you're coming from and like where that could be like an in, like like something yeah. that you're concerned about, but I think I think body confidence can be yeah. like separate from body positivity oh absolutely and I mean I've been on such like a a a journey with my body yeah no you really have like I've gone through eating disorders and body dysmorphia and all sorts of things and I like I do have a curvy type body right but like before I was pregnant I would wear a size small right and so I just don't ever want to come across as like my brand is that I am like this body inclusive person because I am in my heart and I try to be through my work but like that's that's not my platform I'm not in a marginalized body type yeah that makes sense no I I get that I don't know that's so interesting that's so interesting (laughs) okay so here is another question I got what has been the strangest video idea you guys had but never ended up filming Ooh, because I think working together we feel comfortable enough to say any of the weird ideas that come into our mind because sometimes they work and sometimes they don't I for sure know what this one is really um (laughs) Sierra really tried to hardcore pitch me for probably about a month on that she wanted to watch every single Disney Channel original movie and rank them from best to worst remember when tiered lists were a big thing I wanted to do like a tiered list of every decom we did the math it would have taken me... It was, like, months. 37 days straight. Like, no... Like no sleep. No sleep, no nothing. Like, but she actually pitched this to me. Well, and then I was like, maybe Multiple we can make it... Times. I was like, we can make it a charity live stream, like... 
like Katy Perry style, just like it it was one of those things where I feel like sometimes we have video ideas, both of us, yeah. where we're like not totally sure like how this would pan out or what the video structure would be, but I like this general idea. Let's brainstorm off of it. Right. It was like Sierra had this flushed out in her brain and would pitch it all of the time <laughs> for weeks. I've given up on it. You well, you you shut down my yes. dreams. We literally you literally went down to one video a week <laughs> because you were too overworked. And you want to spend 37 seven days, days straight with no sleep, no bathroom breaks, <laughs> no nothing for one video that honestly probably wouldn't perform no, that well. It would not have performed well. That would have just been a video for me. And, like, we're working on trying to do more videos, like, just for you in the like new year. Like, my Healy's video. Yeah, or, like, you going to Disneyland with Austin yeah. or, like, the maternity shopping spree. Or yeah. Those are, like, more passion videos that we know aren't going to, like, go viral. But I think spending 37 days straight binge-watching <laughs> DCOM video, like, I just, yeah, no. <laughs> do you have a, whoa, I had a hiccup. Do you have any videos that come to mind? Um, I think that's the first one that comes to mind just because like a lot of the times we'll have ridiculous ideas and then we'll realize some big thing that could make it never work. Like the fact that that one was going to take 37 days and immediately it'll just be like, oh yeah, no, we can't do that. Move on. So those don't stick in my brain. But the fact that I was so like, you were trying to make make this work. (laughs) Trying to think if there were any other video ideas. I think I, when we were (laughs) brainstorming the Healy's video. It was like 10 o'clock at night in the airport <laughs> and Skylar goes, what if we like try different brands of Heelys? Like we had like actual Heelys and then like knockoff Heelys and then like the ones that are like roller skates. And then on the last date, we like DIY'd our own Heelys. <laughs> like we could like hot glue some like wheels to a shoe. See, but Chris Clemens just did a video last week where he made Heelys out of Hot Wheels. No. Like, he, like, hot glued Hot Wheels onto the bottom of shoes. But, like... That's what you're... That's my... So, obviously, like, other YouTubers are doing it. Yeah. We should have I was ahead of the curve. You were. You really were. (laughs) Um, Is it hard for Sierra to be the boss, even though Skylar is your BFF? Ooh. I don't think either of us think of myself as like the boss like if anything Skylar's like kind of the boss of me in a lot of ways like sure I'm the boss in that like at the end of the day like I'm the one who's saying yes and no to production ideas and that kind of thing but like there are a lot of things that Skylar kind of reels me in on yeah I got a lot of questions that had that vernacular of like the boss boss. like not even just boss like the boss which led us into a huge joke about us doing an episode of undercover boss it's true. And then also Carly being like, have you seen Boss Baby? It's really good. <laughs> and this like, is our Ooh. office. Um, I think that I don't really think of you like that. I think mm. that when we're – the only time where I can ever think of a situation where you were like – the boss was back when we were doing like confidence makeover mm-hmm. and we were like it was honestly a lot more stressful of a production day because it was like we were doing so much in one day we had so many different like people working with us and there were like it, it just was a different environment and so I feel like in that capacity I viewed you as the boss because you were the one making decisions yeah of like okay we are an hour behind do is it really crucial to you that you go to like this specific store right and then you'd be like yes and i'd be like 
okay, we're going to make it work. Right. <laughs> Versus I feel like in our everyday life, it's just, I don't think of you. I think of you as like my supervisor. Yeah. But not like you're like the head honcho and I can't ever say anything to you. See, I guess, I guess we could say like, I'm kind of like the, like creative boss and you're kind of like the office boss. Like you're kind of in charge of like what's See, going on but i think of you as the office boss really because you're the one who like decides on our schedule every day that's you're the true. one who decides like who's doing what that's of true. like you're the one color coding our schedule yeah, of like this is what skylar's doing this is what carly's doing this is what jess is doing yeah okay so i, I definitely think of you as my boss yeah but I don't think of you as the, the boss. boss. I just think of you as my boss, <laughs> if that makes sense. I feel like the boss sounds like you're like Alec Baldwin. I'm the boss. <laughs> um, do you have one? Yes. So this person asked, do either one of you ever feel like you're living in the shadow of the other? Which mm. I thought was really interesting because I got a lot of questions being like, like asking how it is working for you like when you're famous or like working like. Like, asking how I feel about being in your shadow. Yeah. Or, like, that was kind of the, like, insinuated vibe. But I like that that person was like, Sierra, do you ever feel like you're living in, in Skylar's shadow? shadow? I mean, I, I feel don't. like people like you a lot more than me. <laughs> disagree. <laughs> Hard like, disagree. Like, you're so likable. You're, like, so friendly and, and kind. And I'm so, I mean, I literally did a Boss Nass impression into the microphone. Like, no one's going to like that disagree i think but that, no i i don't think i ever feel like i'm because i think we're so different you so, don't ever just think like oh my best friend is so famous like i'm never gonna be but i do think like oh <laughs> skylar is you know so like nice and kind and likable so like i'm kind of in the shadow of that i feel like that was not a friend zone but i feel like that's like, <laughs> i don't know um yeah, I, I don't ever feel like that. I feel like because I I just fear, like, backlash. Like, I don't – I wouldn't ever want to have a big following because I know that I cannot handle, like, that level of criticism. Like, mm -hmm. I can barely handle any criticism. <laughs> so having, like, a million subscribers, like, that's just not at all something that I aspire to. Right. And then I think that, like, in our personal lives, we're always kind of on, like, the same page with things. Right. Of I feel like we, like, even if we weren't, I don't think I would feel that way, but it helps that, like, we're always kind of going through similar things. Yeah. We got engaged around the same time. We got married around the same time. Like, you guys bought a house. And then, like, a year later, however long later, like, we bought a condo. Yeah. And then I got pregnant. And then you guys are trying. Like, we're kind of in tandem I think it would be different if like I was like I was living and just like focused on being a mom and then you were like in New York being an influencer like single like out living this different life I think maybe then I would look at you at times with like oh I wonder what that's like yeah but I think since we live pretty similar lifestyles and I think neither one of us like yearns or like is missing something that the other person has mm -hmm. I don't ever feel that like jealousy yeah and I think it helps that we are on such a similar path but we're such different people yeah and that like I don't feel like we're compared to each other yeah even though we're podcast co-hosts yeah. and we're kind of doing the same things in life no we are 
opposites in a lot of ways and it's kind of like how growing up with my brother I never felt like we were compared yeah because like he was the sports kid and I was the theater kid and so like no one was ever like even though we were like 14 months apart we're very similar no one was ever like oh well don't you ever feel like you're in your brother's shadow it's like no I don't want this like we're so different totally well and I think it's fine too you and I have talked a lot about I think that in the world we're very similar yeah like we're both like women with dirty blonde hair we're around the same age we're both females we live in southern california we're both married yada yada and also we have very similar perspectives on things Mm -hmm. but i think if you look at us like in the context of our friend groups or anything we're very much a and b type personalities right like we're very different people even though we're very similar people if that makes sense so i feel like it's easy not to not to compare no i I agree. I think it's it's interesting that there is that kind of assumption that, like, one of us would be jealous of the other or would feel, yeah. like, a certain type of way about the other person's life because I just don't – again, with, like, the arguing thing, like, it just doesn't come up. Yeah. I just thought that question was so funny because I got a lot that were like, is it hard working for Sierra? Like, when she's – I don't even think – I don't know what the word people would say. Maybe, like, famous or <laughs> – I don't know. But I just thought that was so funny because I was like, I've never thought about this question from the other perspective. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so interesting. Um, Someone said, would you ever consider getting an actual studio instead of working outside of the house? So yes and also no. So I, I like having a dedicated space in our house that's for the business. That being said, we are very quickly outgrowing this space. Um, We've looked into and talked about getting like a, a more traditional office space. The problem is it takes a lot of the benefits of being your own boss and running, working out of your home away. Mm-hmm. You know, so the fact that I get to have my dogs here and I we can run downstairs, like we all just like make our lunch in the kitchen and um, you know, Carly went on a walk today at lunch like around our our community and it's nice that I can work in here and then go into my bedroom and then work in here like if I need to in the evening. Um... So ideally, either I'd like to build a bigger office space on our property and kind of expand the house a little bit, have an add-on for the business, or if slash when Steven and I move, get a house that has like a granny flat or something that can be for the business. No, totally. I think that for you having the space be in your home vicinity is really, really important. Especially as Steven and I try to like conceive and and hopefully have a a baby someday like I ideally would want to have like a nanny who's in the house yeah and then I can still work but still also be here while my child is being cared for well and also you and I have had and I know you and Steven and you and a lot of people have had conversations about like renting a physical studio space Mm -hmm. but I think the thing that like we always come back to is I mean, I feel like you work so much. Like, I think that even if you tried to separate, like, work and home, at the end of the day, like, you looking on Instagram is still work. Yeah. Like, there's really, that that is the downside of the job is that you can't ever really escape it. Like, you're always going to be, like, answering emails or whatever. And so it doesn't really create that work-life separation. It doesn't. And it makes it harder because you can't just, like, roll in in your pajamas and, like, 
be like making a smoothie and having a slower start to the day if you're going to keep on working until like 9 p.m. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like you have a little more of that flexibility in having the home office of even if people are scheduled to come in at 9 or 10, you know that you don't have to be like fed and dressed in your car at the studio if you worked late that night. Right. You can just come in, be like, hey guys, look at the production schedule and see what needs to happen. I'll be in in an hour. Yeah. You know, and if we have questions, you're right down the hall. Right. And so I feel like that's a really important, awesome thing. I think so. Um, I saw this question that I thought was really interesting. This for you. Oh. Um, can Skylar not say certain things to you? Because you're the boss, even though y'all BFFs. Um, I don't think so. I don't think there's ever been a situation like that. Yeah. I think the the only time where I ever had a situation like that was someone reached out to me about, like, working for them. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, when I was working here. And so I was rejecting them. But I felt I didn't want to come to you and be like, hey, so I got this offer and here's how I feel about it. And I'm writing a rejection letter. I just came to you after the fact and was like, hey, as my boss. And I think actually it came up in like a quarterly review because you asked me like how I was feeling about theater things. I was like, actually, I like turned down this position that like used to be my dream position. And it was like a no brainer because I'm so content working here. But I feel like that's the only time where something has come up where... I, like, I didn't want to be your employee being, like, hey, just got this offer, gonna turn it down, but, like. But also, as a friend, if I wasn't. Then I definitely would have, You would have been, like, oh, yeah, this is what happened today. Yeah. But I feel like that's, that's the only time I can ever think about something like that happening. Yeah. Because anything, I think, I think the main thing to, like, note throughout this whole podcast is that. I I feel like I, and I feel like it's weird for me to say, but I kind of think of myself now as like a touchstone of Sierra Schultze Inc. You are. Of like, I don't have career aspirations beyond working with you at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I feel like a lot of people who work in the social media space are like, yes, I'm working for this person right now, but my goal eventually is to like start my own management firm or to work for like a bigger and better YouTuber or whatever it may be. I think going back to the point of like, if YouTube were to halt tomorrow, I probably would just be a stay-at-home mom. Like, I don't think I would get back into theater, at least not for a while. I don't, I wouldn't try and work in any other form of social media. Mm -hmm. I think really helps with these things because I think that if I had some sort of like bigger objective of like I'm gonna work for Sierra for the next two years but then like we'll see where I'm gonna move or we'll see what my goal is I think it's nice that we both have the security of knowing that like there's nothing not not that there's nothing else but like I'm always going to be in your corner yeah if that makes sense like I I remember when my channel really first started like growing growing about a year and a half ago Um, I had a meeting with my dad because my dad's always been kind of an entrepreneur. Um, And I just was kind of talking to him about like, so like, what should I do? Like, how do I like build things out? And he was like, well, you know, and this was when it was just Skylar working for me. And he was like, 
So, you know, I would have a conversation with Skylar, like, see kind of where her head's at because, like, I think everyone should have a right-hand man who, like, started at the bottom with them mm-hmm. and they, like, grow together. And yeah. he's like, I think Skylar should be that person for you, but I think you should. Oh, thanks, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, but I think, you know, talk to Skylar, you know, see where her head's at um, because I think Skylar could come on to, you know, your channel and your business as a more, like, creative full-time person because this is when you were really just like production assistant yeah and I think for me that's really when after you and I had that conversation it's when I kind of got locked into the idea of like Skylar and I ride or die like she's my right hand lady like we're starting from the bottom and going up together yeah and so I do think it is nice to feel like like, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you've ever, like, worried for your, like, job security, right? No, well, and, and I think, too, it's just helped in so many ways. I feel like, like, for you, that was a turning moment. And I feel like for me, like, sitting down and deciding, like, this is going to be my last theater show. Mm-hmm. Like, I, this is going to be my last opening night. Like, I am not taking any more contracts. Like, sending out the email to all of, like, the producers who I work for in the theater world and being like, hey, I am stopping doing lighting design. <laughs> like, this is, this is it, period. It's not like, hey, I'm taking a little break. It's like, no, I have moved to San Diego. Like, I am working for Sierra. I feel like that was my really big turning point of, like, kind of drawing that line in the sand of, like, don't, like, that sounds really aggressive, like, don't even email me offers. (laughs) Don't call me. But, but like, telling people, like, hey, like, this is what I'm doing and I'm no longer available. Right. At all. Ever. And I think that, um, I think that that has helped a lot in knowing that you know that I have that level of commitment. I feel like it makes me feel less guilty for like things like transitioning into motherhood Mm -hmm. of being like I am gonna take a maternity leave like I I'm going to take time off when my son is a newborn and then I'm gonna like slowly transition back into working Mm -hmm. and we're gonna figure out together like what capacity that happens in especially with you on your journey with trying of like when are you going to come into motherhood and am I going to need to work more during that time to account for you not being there or is everyone going to take a break or I think us having that kind of security with each other and not being like well if I take three months off like I'm just going to get replaced (laughs) and like I don't know if I'll be able to come back knowing like no I'm important to the channel I'm important to Sierra and like I can take this time and she'll be gracious with me and then I'll be gracious with her of course like if she goes through a similar thing right but yeah yeah um okay this one's a little bit lighter hearted uh craziest thing Sierra has asked you to buy Ooh. um okay so the first thing I don't know if it's the craziest but we were doing a Halloween video a couple years ago and I had to buy a full body fishnet like outfit ensemble for a Taylor Swift costume but full body fishnets only come crotchless (laughs) and they're like from like lingerie stores and I feel like there have been a couple of times for like recreating Victoria's (laughs) Secret photo shoots or whatever that I've had to buy like lingerie items for you and it's always kind of like a funny thing of like 
Oh, okay. Um, am I approved to make this purchase on the crotchless uh, fishnets? Yeah, there are a lot of funny, funny things. Like even we were, we were in a meeting earlier today, and I like looked up and I saw Jojo Siwahili's <laughs> just like sitting in the closet, and I had to be like, "Yep, that is normal. I ordered those for Sierra. Like this is this is a production expense." But I feel like there are always really weird things being ordered. Has there been anything that you've, like, felt weird asking me to order? Um, I know there is, but I'm trying to think. Um, they, I don't know. I think probably more just, like, the lingerie and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I think bra videos and that kind of stuff of you being, like, so I know you wear like a 40D, but this is a demi cup. Do you want more coverage? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's on video. I feel like it's the only time where, and it's like never even uncomfortable because I feel like I'm like your best friend and yeah. so whatever. But I feel like the only time where it's funny is if it's like a personal preference thing <laughs> of like, hey, I'm ordering you underwear. Like, do you prefer like cheeky or thong yeah. or boy short? Like when it's like you're, I feel like it's easier when it's like I'm recreating this costume yeah. or I'm recreating whatever. And so it's just like I'm buying what I need to buy. It's a little weirder when it's like, what's your personal <laughs> preference? <laughs> That's very true. Um, <clears throat> so someone had said, does Skylar get money from the podcast? Ooh. Which I think is really interesting. So I don't know if you want to speak on this. Yeah. So or... Skylar ha- gets paid hourly for mm-hmm. the work that she does on the channel. Um, and then with the podcast before, cause we were essentially like not making any money off of it for a long mm-hmm. time. And then once we started making money off of it, we came up with like a split that's like the channel gets a percentage and then like we each as individuals get a percentage of like sponsorships. Yeah. And this will be the first podcast in which that takes effect. I know. So, so thanks Cash App. Hey. <laughs> but yeah. Which I think is another thing where it's helpful with Sierra Schulte, the entity mm-hmm. being separate from us as individuals. Yeah. So it's like the entity takes money that's needed for production equipment and expenses and business license and editors and all that stuff and even just factoring in like we're filming in your home studio like you guys pay mortgage (laughs) to live here and yeah so this will be i've i've made money in that i've clocked in for the other ones but starting now if there's a sponsor i will start getting like a percentage of those proceeds right Which, which so and that's another thing where like we were talking about we like to have those like open dialogues yeah um because i think that's something that's really important and to make sure that we are you know having those conversations and keeping it open and making sure that like skylar feels like she's being compensated fairly that's really important to me well and also like really deciding what's fair because i think (laughs) that like it's really hard sometimes to actually like objectively sit down and figure out what is fair yeah because i think if like talking about the podcast I think when we first went into that discussion I was like can I think on it a little bit because my initial instinct is to be like Sierra pays for the editor and the studio and the equipment and the photo shoots and this that and the other and it's her brand and it's her this and it's her that so like I don't need anything and then I actually like take a step back and I'm like okay 
I'm a co-host every week. I mean, aside from my maternity leave, <laughs> like I, I do bring a lot to the podcast. And so it it's easier when we're able to sit down and flush out and really think about it is like, this is us as people. Yeah. This is the business. business. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. This is our first episode. I know. Wow. <laughs> um, is there any other questions you had that you wanted to get to? Um, I don't think so. Um, let me double check. Oh, I didn't screenshot it, but someone was asking on how did they ask it? Hmm. Never mind. Okay. I forget how they worded it. I have a good question to okay. end on if you don't have one. Yeah. Does Skylar ever feel sad when you're drinking a White Claw and she's drinking cranberry juice? <laughs> I mean, you haven't drank on the podcast in I a really know. long time. So, no. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that um, I, I get asked a lot if I, like, miss drinking. And I don't think I do. I think the only time I really miss drinking is like now that the bachelor is back i really enjoy (laughs) like having a glass of wine and watching the bachelor yeah because i feel like the only like the only times that i drink or i drank beforehand were like if we were out and about socially and i feel like now i can get like a mocktail or a shirley temple and i feel like i have just as much fun when people are like drinking around me right and so the only times where i really like to drink at home are like if I'm watching The Bachelor or I don't know but so no I don't think I don't think it makes me sad especially because I don't think I would like White Claw yeah because you've never gotten to try White Claw which so when when you give birth Mm -hmm. when I don't want to say like you're like counting down the minutes when do you get to start drinking again (laughs) but like when can you have a glass of wine during The Bachelor so I mean I think that's very much a personal okay question so there's not like a direct answer I mean there are people who drink during pregnancy there are people who don't breastfeed I think that like it all kind of depends on like what choices you're making for me personally I absolutely did not drink through pregnancy at all um, and I, I know myself and I know that I'm a very, very cautious person. So I think that probably, I mean, not until I start pumping, which I don't anticipate pumping for a long time because there's a lot of research that says that like basically giving your baby a bottle, it's a lot more convenient and they don't have to work as hard as they do mm-hmm. when they're breastfeeding. So if you introduce them to like a bottle or a pacifier or any of things any of these things early on that it'll make breastfeeding harder so we'll see on like what my schedule's looking like how easy he like latches and how everything's going but I would guess that I probably won't start pumping for like a month or so okay can I be there for your first drink I thought you were going to say for your first pump. No. I was like, that's kind of a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. You can be there for my first drink. What about your first pump? <laughs> I mean, if you really want to. Uh, I feel I'll like pass we're on pretty that close. one. But I'll be there for your first drink. We we had joked before with a friend about potentially baking cookies with their breast milk. And then we all decided that that was just a weird idea. You say a friend like there's anyone else who's had a baby other than Kenzie. <laughs> I don't my, know. I don't want to put her out there. <laughs> we joked about it, but it didn't happen. No, we didn't. We didn't make cookies with her breast milk, but we talked about it. Yeah, is that I, some, like? 
do you try i, I was watching colleen <laughs> ballinger's vlog or no it was her instagram story and she was talking about how like she like tasted her own breast milk or something and then she, like a bunch of people in her dms were like that's so gross da, 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 da. and she was like why do we think it's like so gross when she's like it's literally from my body but like people drink cow's milk like it's nothing yeah like are you gonna try your own breast milk um i don't know i think it'd be weird to try someone else's breast milk but like yeah. if it's your if it's your own but also like i mean i agree with the point of like you're drinking from a hairy cow nipple and like that's normal yeah. like why is it normal for kyle to drink from like a literal hairy cow nipple of a cow he's, well, he's never not met. drinking from it he's well, drinking something that I mean, came from it kyle doesn't have like his he... mouth like under the teat and you his... don't know what my husband <laughs> does in his free time <laughs> kyle looks it straight from the source we're we like really like organic like locally sourced um, <laughs> i'm sorry guys continue. just to clarify i'm not that granola we're <laughs> we're not doing that but like kyle someone who's not vegan yeah. drinks cow's milk so wouldn't it like be better in theory to drink milk that's like from your consenting wife who like showers often <laughs> yeah and like you know what her diet is yeah to answer the question are you are you gonna have kyle slash are you going to try your own breast milk um i think yeah i'm sure at some point like i'm gonna be kind of delirious from like lack of sleep i feel like i'm gonna be kind of bored because i'm just gonna be like hanging out with a baby that like doesn't talk all day i'm so excited to meet him <laughs> i know we do also i like that it just made my son sound really lame i was like he's gonna be so bored hanging, hanging out, out with a baby baby doesn't even talk <laughs> doesn't do anything just sits there just sits there and poops. cries <laughs> Wow, but motherhood. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure I'm sure I'll probably try it at some point, and I'm sure Kyle will too. I don't know if this is weird, and you don't feel like you have to share. But if you're oh, listening I'm sure to this I'll right share. now, no, 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 I was I was oh. talking to the viewers. <laughs> I was like, but I'm you, an open book. you too. I know you are. <laughs> you viewers watching slash listening <laughs> at home, if you are a mother, mm-hmm. if you have had breast milk, if you have tried your own breast milk, mm-hmm. what does it taste like? Can you let us know in the comments? What okay, let's place predictions okay. and then when I come back we can all give the verdict. Okay, so if if you have tried your own breast milk, let us know what it tastes like. If you haven't, give yeah. your prediction. And then Sierra and I, let's both give our prediction okay. now and then I'll give okay. the verdict. I think it would taste like almond milk. Okay. Cuz I think that like I think that it's going to be a lot like waterier Watery, yeah. than like cow's milk yeah, or goat's milk think, or something yeah. but i don't think it's gonna have like the fl- like the distinct flavor of like an oat milk or like a hemp milk i think it's gonna be watery like almond milk but like maybe a little well i don't get to try it so i'm not gonna know <laughs> well i'll tell you okay i think it's maybe like a little bit sweet because it's like from your mom <laughs> and like moms are sweet <laughs> i think it's gonna be a little bit sweet yeah that's my guess wow I, okay, so here's a question. Yeah. If you could choose what, if you, okay, if you as an adult had to drink your mom's breast milk, like that, that was your only, <laughs> this podcast has devolved. Like if that was the only thing that you consumed, like that's okay. just, that's what our society is. Yeah. She pumps. It's not weird. You're not like sucking on your mom's boobs. <laughs> but you had to pick, there was only like one form of liquid milk. Okay. And that was your only source of nutrients. What would it taste mm, like? Chocolate milk. <laughs> 
Or maybe like, no, Fruit Loop milk. Like when you have Fruit Loops and there's like the milk left in the bowl after and it's like kind of like sugary and sweet. Has a little tint to it. What about I you? I see that. Oat I think milk? maybe like, like, uh, like macho milk. <laughs> I also think like the green color would be like kind of fun. <laughs> like I feel like. Is your mom baby Yoda? <laughs> I wish. My mom did. We were talking politics the other day, and my mom was like, honestly, like, I'm going to write in Baby Yoda, like, as a joke, but I got very heated, and I was like, that is a waste of a vote. Like, you cannot, and she was like, I feel like my family likes to troll me in that way. You know what? I feel like Baby Yoda honestly is, like, a peacemaker. Like, the Star Wars fandom has been, we started on Star Wars, we're ending on Star Wars. The Star Wars fandom has been split for so long of, like, some people love the prequels, some people hate them, some mm-hmm. people love the sequel trilogy, some people hate it. The Mandalorian and Baby Yoda is the one thing that everyone seems to, like, come together and be like, this is good. Aside from Jar Jar Binks. Thank you, everyone, for <laughs> watching. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thanks for getting us to a season two, guys. Yeah, high five. Woo! In all seriousness, I, I mean... I think that we we didn't anticipate the podcast to like flop when we started it. Like we had good intentions for it, but it was kind of an us thing. Yeah, but I feel like we've been able to have such like a positive community around us and to hear everyone's stories. And I don't know, it's just been really, really amazing. Yes. So thank you guys Thanks for getting for us being here. Part of it. Thanks for working with me, pal. <laughs> oh, I, I like being pal. your coworker. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I love having you as my boss, baby. <laughs> This is my Alec Baldwin. Can't wait for our episode of Undercover Boss where I'm like, oh, I'm going out of town. There's like a new production assistant coming in and it's just like me and a mustache. And then we're like, it's a little weird having a guy in the office. Like, what's, what's Jared doing? <laughs> All oh right. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>